It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. And hello again. Thanks so much for tuning in to Counterculture. Yes, I am Jonathan Sanborn, the host here. I'm again in an empty studio. I'm online on the phone with a – it's calling long distance from a little small town on the border of Arizona called Tucson. And it's uh, – I have on the phone Mary McGuire. Uh, hello, Mary Hello, Jonathan. I love the introduction of Tucson right there. <laughs> a small border town. small border town that maybe some of you have heard about, um, <laughs> some of my listeners. But yes, there's this little – we want to give like a voice to other places around Arizona and I thought of you. Well, Thank you. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Way down almost in Mexico. Yeah, here. pretty much. It's, it's, it might as well be. I might, you know, on my way to Rocky Point, I think I remember stopping there one time. Oh, see. <laughs> so I couldn't remember, or I just I just had to go to the bathroom and just stopped and picked up a burrito, and uh, I just you. yeah. So. Bendiciones. <laughs> Mary is the executive director of Mentoring Tucson's Kids. She is actually a native Tucsonian, and I probably have deeply offended her, but I'm glad she has a good sense of humor. Um, <laughs> She's kind of a big deal. She is. Uh, she has a BA in sociology and, anthropo- and anthropology, and anthropology, and a master's degree in social work. Unbelievable! Very well. I get like really well educated people on my on my show. Just the big big <laughs> brains, big people. Huge, huge, huge. So her background. She has like seventeen over seventeen years working with children, families, young adults, and just has a you know. I I was had the fortune of having breakfast. With a whole bunch of people uh, at the Mentoring Tucson's Kids Banquet last Friday, and it was fantastic. And I like, I need to hear more from Mary. Mary, thank you for being on my show. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. So looking forward to this conversation a lot. Um, Mary, uh, so before we get into things, uh, well, we are into things, but before we get into stuff, what we like to play this game called Fake News. Okay. And fake news is you say something true about yourself and something not true, and I try to guess which one is which. Are you ready awesome. for this? I'm ready. And I, uh, um, I am no better. I've realized I'm no better than a coin toss at this point. After a year of experience guessing, I am about based on heads or tails these days. Do I win a prize if you guess wrong? Shh. Sure. And keep in mind it's recorded. So. Yes, I, I there. I said it on the air with all the people listening. Uh, uh, yes, I will get you a prize, undisclosed. Oh, awesome. Maybe okay. a tw- a twenty percent discount at Bed Bath and Beyond. I've got a like a coupon. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Those they're not so my sponsor yet, but I do twenty yes. percent off one purchase in in in. Uh, there's an aisle that they give a discount on. No, it's kidding. So. So let's Again, hear it. Bless you, Jonathan. Thank you. <laughs> let's hear it. So let's hear it. What, what? Let me see if I can guess. Okay. So first one is is that I love sunflowers and I could spend pretty much all day basking in the sun in a field of them. Okay. 
So that's number one. And then number two is I also used to love mountain biking until I had a horrible crash resulting in 70% of my body being covered in cacti stickers. Okay. Now, either one of those are very possible, and you said them both very confidently. There was no hesitation in either one. And so you've, I really um, want that 20% and that on. I know. that The basking part. I might have. I mean, I could see you basking in a field of sunflowers. So I'm, and you seem to know have no major injuries. So um, I'm going to say that you really enjoy sunflowers. And oh my goodness, um, I will send you my address to send the twenty uh, percent. Oh, on. oh no. Um, no, I actually, I am not a fan of sunflowers. Really? It sounds like a horrible way to spend a day. Wow. Um, Did you have a bad I, experience with sunflowers as a child? You know, I'm actually, I've wondered about this. I really have thought about this a long time because I just, I feel like they are kind of like a weed. Okay, uh, a weed. A weed slash person because they grow to like eight feet tall. Yes. They've got this big head and it kind of looms over you. Yeah, okay. And they're stalks. I'm going to call them stalks because they're not even stems. They're huge. Huge, they're yes. They're, yeah, and, they're, and they're, they're, not, they're not soft. It's, it's no. kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Rough. They're not now. Do they haunt your dreams? Uh, they have before. <laughs> uh, my friends really love to actually send me pictures with like putting faces in them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes back to Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think that's the dream. <laughs> you, you, you fell asleep watching Teletubbies. And there was a sun <laughs> sunflower thing, and it just you're it's it's been downhill ever since. I think even now I'm twitching a little bit. Okay. <laughs> okay, and now now since we every once in a while we get someone from Tucson, but why, why is Tucson better than Phoenix? Just so mm-hmm. let because you know, so just so our our listeners can love you more. Hmm. Well, I know that your show is only like 26 minutes, so I don't think we have <laughs> oh! as time as we need. Ah. Um, you got one now. That. You got one minute. <laughs> um, so I don't. I'm, I put the top few, but I could go on for a while. Just pick one. Uh, I, say, I don't think uh, I can handle now. more than one. <laughs> uh, ooh, I'm gonna do two then. Okay. Um, our mountains are incredible. You guys yes. have like, your little hill. Yeah. Up no. There. Yeah. There's that one little hill that you guys have. Camelback Mountain uh, then, is not com- doesn't yeah. compare to L- Mount Lemon. It just doesn't. It does not. Mm-hmm. No, and we're surrounded by yep. them. Oh, I, um, yep. And and then EGs. People actually come down EGs. from Phoenix to Tucson. Uh, you had me with the mountains, but you lost me with EGs. I mean, I, I <gasps> I've taken my kids there. It's it's a pleasant, but it's come on, come on. Let's just. Um, I don't. For, I mean, people actually drive <laughs> yeah, right. Phoenix. There's something to that, and there's some. I actually, I really do love Tucson. Downtown's super cool. There's a lot of cool pockets around the town. So, and I'm just, it's a great town. I'm actually a big fan. I'm some. I'm, I'm like down there every couple of weeks. It seems these days, um, but love Tucson. Now you're in mentoring Tucson's kids. I am. Tell me yeah. about mentoring Tucson's kids. Yes. So we are a faith-based mentor program for at-risk youth in Pima County. Uh We cover more than just Tucson. Um, They are ages 6 to 17. Our main focus are youth living in single-parent homes or involved in the foster care system. Right. But the most important part is just a child that could use a mentor in their life. Mm. So it's a year-long mentor commitment for for an average of three hours a week, and it's just life-changing. After that year, they can continue on as an alumni match until the youth turns 18. 
that's a fantastic so program. And it is. It's really so. I get this a lot. People say, "So you're kind of like big brothers, big sisters." Right. And I tell them, yes. And what makes us stand out is that we're a Christian-based program. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have our mentors. We're praying over you guys, over our families, over our mentors, over our donors. And we also have our mentors that are praying over their kids, too, yes. their families. And there's some huge, significant differences in that. And I, I, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, fantastic program, but there is just going to be a different, a whole different element that's going to come out of what you're Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So huge, yes. Why, what about your own background that makes you mm-hmm. f- appreciate mentoring so much? Well, after I got past the uh, sunflower trauma. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I grew up in a loving two-parent home. Um, I've got three brothers, no sisters. And when I share that with people, they say that that explains a lot okay. about my personality. Hmm. Um, yeah, okay. So... I distinctly remember in my high school years just really wanting to be able to have somebody to talk to that was outside of my family, mm-hmm. that would be non-judgmental, that I could talk to about um, healthy relationships, career choices, anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. all those different things. Um, and that was so impactful for me that I really wanted to go back and make a difference and help to provide that to to adolescents, teenagers, young adults um, that really were wanting that and just some, like a sounding board, somebody to walk alongside life with them. Right. And I right. just felt like in um, in relationships, there's often a power dynamic where my experience um, with those in authority positions was much more authoritarian. Mm-hmm. And then when I went away to college on the East Coast, um, I ended up meeting with the dean of students and he really showed me what a mentor was like. And that was so impactful in my life that that I knew I wanted to go back and do something like that in the future. Mm-hmm. So you didn't you went to college not saying I want to be a you know, be around mentoring, but you just saw such a great example in your own life and you knew how powerful it was. You knew other people need that, is that what you're saying? I did, yes. And I just had a heart to work with kids. So um, whether it was volunteering when I was back there um, doing tutoring, there was always something that I was doing. And then I came back um, after graduating because I realized what cold weather was like. Right, um, yep. That was huge. Uh, and I realized what sunshine, um, what a difference that makes. And so after I came back, I started working at a group home with teenage girls and they would often have mentors, and I mm. saw what a difference the mentors made in their life, mm. and also the impact of trauma and yeah, okay. how that really helped to combat that as well. Trauma is a huge topic, um, and sometimes I maybe I think I'm just going to say that like sometimes mentoring could seem scary to people because mm-hmm. maybe there's these huge issues that I have no capacity to help like I need I, or solve. Mm-hmm. So t- tell me about that. Like that, the sort of, I'm just throwing out a roadblock that someone might have when they hear oh, that word trauma and kids and, and mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, whoa, 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 that's way out of my league. Right. And so we actually, um, we provide an initial four hour training to all of our mentors. Once they've gone through the screening process, the interview, and we know that each child is different. We kind of liken it that we're each child is their own individual snowflake. 
Um, so the the background, the things that they're working on is going to be different. So we do the general overview training, but we always tell people this is why we're here. This is why we have a mentor coordinator. This is why we have myself. We review all the cases. We have our mentors do monthly contact reports. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's any questions, they can contact myself or a mentor coordinator and say, hey, this is what's going on. I'm not sure what to do. What do you think? And we talk about it and we walk them through different things. So we always tell people, if you have a heart to make a difference in a child's life as a mentor, Mm -hmm. go for it. We will walk you through it. We will train you. Because I do think that it can be intimidating for people that maybe have never worked with kids before and they want to do something, but they don't know how to do it. And so we just tell people, we will hold your hand through this whole process. If God's leading you to do this, he's going to do incredible things. Yes. Well, that's so. I mean, God always provides the the support that's needed for the moment. We we often feel <laughs> there's it's scary, but we have to often step into the boat. <laughs> so, I mean, step out in faith, not having all the answers and not having figured out. But then, but you guys have thought through how to bring the support and that 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 every mentor needs. We do, yes, and we also offer um, additional trainings. Yeah. Uh, for our mentors, we've had um, Robin Blumenthal with Fort Tucson, and she's involved in the Arizona Trauma-Informed Faith Community. She's done some trainings for our mentors, which are recorded, and we yeah. share that with them. So we really want to equip our mentors in every possible way that we can, mm. but they are best prepared for whatever situations come up. If you're just tuning in, we have on online Mary McGuire, uh, the executive director of Mentoring Tucson's Kids. We're having a great conversation about just the need for mentoring and why it's uh, what would would it take to step in to the lives of a child. And so, thank you for being on the show. Um, so, what is going to need to happen if we're going to change the trajectory for children coming from broken families? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um, so. First and foremost, we look at mentoring as we're working with this one child, but we know that there's a whole family systems part. And so we believe that um, that no parent goes into having a child thinking that I want to be a horrible parent. We believe that they really do want the best for their children, and maybe they just don't know how to break the cycle. They've mm. never seen what that looks like. So our main focus through this program is um, working with the child, with the parent guardian support. Um, But we are looking at down the road how to help support and mentor the parent, the family as well. So some of our youth come to us and they're already involved in individual and family therapy, and that's Mm -hmm. great. And so we work alongside that team. But for those that maybe just need some additional parenting support, some mentoring for the parent as well, um, looking at how we can provide that as well. Um, So I think that's a huge part, um, really breaking those generational cycles, and that doesn't happen overnight. So we're involved Mm. in the Poverty Reduction Task Force here in Tucson through Fort Tucson because we know that... um, that helping our youth graduate high school, helping them learn healthy relationships, that that's a huge part of staying out of poverty, so mm-hmm. getting them mm-hmm. moving ahead. Um, so that's a that's one of the different parts. And then knowing that um, knowing the impact that trauma makes on a child's life, and I'm sure for each one of us, as we think about significant events in our own lives and how that's impacted us, when we've had somebody that loves us, that comes alongside us, that encourages us, supports us, 
prays for us at those critical moments, what a difference that makes. And so the research that they've done has actually shown that um, one caring adult person in a child's life can help to combat the effects of trauma. Wow. Just one, one person who really cares can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Just one person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, too, uh, it kind of – children disarm our blaming the victim mentality because we can't blame the kids for this. It's like it's, right. it's fam- family breaks down – the society fails, churches fail. I mean, to do that, but it's you're still left with a kid who's going through a really hard time. And what's going to what's going to make the difference? We can lament the problem or society or whatever, but it still comes down to there's a kid there that needs needs someone else. If the family's not going to be able to strong enough to help them, absolutely. Yes, and especially with what we've seen in 2020, and that mm-hmm. we're still seeing the impacts of COVID and this world pandemic and how, and even the race riots and everything Mm -hmm. that's happened over this past year, um, knowing that that's affected us as adults, but knowing that how much more of an impact that's had on our kids, where they've gone from going to school every day, having a social support system, getting out of the house, having consistent breakfast and lunch meals. Right. And then they're just locked in at home where there's often a lot of stressors that haven't been dealt with. Right. So um, so really looking at how we can come alongside our kids and families and help through that process as well. Mm. And what we found for Pima County, and I'm not sure what that looks like for Phoenix, is unfortunately in 2020, um, there was a 67% increase in youth suicide rates from ages 12 to 17. Oh, and last year alone, which wow. is just heartbreaking. Yeah. And so knowing that, um, I sat in on a recent uh, mental health training for youth, mm-hmm. and they had shared that the second leading cause in our nation uh, for death for youth is suicide, and that's ages 10 all the way up to 19. Wow. Wow. And that I, that just broke my heart, Jonathan, in mm. thinking that it's just often that one person that can make such a difference. Mm-hmm. And now's the opportunity to kind of reverse that statistic. And, I, and I'm guessing – and I'm – given my conversations with leaders here in Phoenix and across – even across the nation, I, I don't think that's extraordinary. That's probably pretty standard across our nation is that really radical increase in teen suicide. The isolation, the mm-hmm. focus – I mean yeah. when you're already – if it's a dysfunctional home. But even in healthy homes, it's a challenge when you lose right. your social supports and community and connections, and the only person you're talking to is your your siblings and your parents. I mean that that was just such, and then and then you throw in an unhealthy family, then it's just a, a rough, rough situation. Absolutely, yes, it's definitely been a challenging year for I'm sure for all of us, but especially for our youth that that come from those um, those homes that there's a lot of stressors or there's already some underlying physical abuse, neglect. Um, and so we're really thankful that the schools have gone back to in-person because it gives some eyes and ears on these kids that maybe haven't been vocalizing any of their needs or concerns mm. for over a year now. Wow. So we're just getting ready as a mentoring program um, for that influx of referrals and also reaching out to the schools again, because I know that our teachers and administration have done an incredible job over this past year, but it's been 
um, basically on survival mode. And so a lot of times mentoring isn't seen as a necessity. It's seen as an addition. Yeah. But knowing what we know about the benefits of it is just, again, sharing that we're ready for these referrals. So please, if you have any concerns for kids, if they need a mentor, please send them our way, and we'll do our best to get them connected as soon as possible. That's fantastic. Uh, that's great to hear. So what, what, there's, let's go back to one question, the, the, the roadblock that so many people have in their mind. What is it, and how can we think past it to mentor, mm-hmm. so that I would be willing to mentor someone else? Right. I think the, the main misconception is that I'm just one person, what can I do? Or it's just one child. And we actually flip that to it's one child and you can make a difference. And you think about all the incredible leaders that we've had in society, that's just one person. And it's because one person has been poured into through other people. So, So we just tell people, you know, we know that there's a lot of amazing nonprofits and organizations out there. We ask them just to really be prayerful in where they're led to get connected. But if it's working with kids and you have a heart maybe to do some type of foster care, you're not able to do that to get connected in our mentoring program because Mm -hmm. that's where you can get started. And one child really does make a difference. How could our listeners learn more about mentoring Tucson's kids? So you can log into our website. It's www.mentoringtucsons, with an S, no apostrophe, uh, kidskids.org. We are actually in the process of updating our website, so um, so it's going to be a lot more modern the next time over the mm-hmm. next few weeks. Um, but there's great information on there as far as getting connected as a mentor, as far as returning, referring a child, or if you feel led to become a monthly donor partner or financially contribute, there's that option as well on our website. Fantastic. And so for those, for our listeners also maybe who aren't in Tucson, um, where, what, what would you encourage them to do uh, about mentoring? So there are some great mentor programs up in Phoenix. Uh, mentor Kids USA up in Phoenix. Aaron Parrott's the executive director up there. Mm-hmm. They have an incredible mentor program. It's a little different. It's uh, after school. They switch from the one-on-one, but they actually helped to launch us back in 2006. So I would just say wherever um, I would do some research and look into the different programs, ask around, um, look at the different website information, and however you feel, feel led to get connected, please go for it because there's such a need right now. Or if you relocate to Tucson because <laughs> we know that it's so much better than Phoenix, <laughs> then please look us up. Um, you're welcome to contact me. You can do that through our website as well. Oh, that's that's great to know. And uh, yes, there there's some cool hopping stuff going on in Tucson. Got both cool stuff, but also God stuff, and I, it's it's exciting to every time I go there, I get to hear about what what's happening. So back to one big question: Why should Christians? How does this tie into our faith, and why is this so important as a Christian? It's just because as we can close our time. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um, so I've really been reading more over these past few years about Jesus's heart for the kids. And he talks about that scripture of let the children come to me and how we should have that childlike faith. And I feel like so many of our kids get robbed of their innocence, get robbed of just that 
ability to go through, um, like, quote, a normal childhood process. Mm -hmm. And so knowing God's heart for his kids and knowing that this is our future generation that we're building into, um, I hear so many different comments about, you know, the millennials and Gen X and, um, and just knowing that we have an opportunity to build into the future generations, so we can either complain about it and be part of right. the problem, or we can be part of the solution mm-hmm. and really um, join to God's heart for the kids and their futures. And this should this should churches be interested in in this? Absolutely. This is um, because we are a faith based mentor program. We are looking to partner with churches for mentors mm-hmm. first and foremost. So we do have a statement of faith. We reach out to all different denominations in the Christian community, um, knowing that there is a statement of faith that covers that. Um, So we need mentors from the churches. We are looking for financial partners through the churches. However, um, we can partner together. I know that churches here locally, and I'm sure up in Phoenix, do incredible work. And so we don't want to add one more thing to their plate, but come alongside and partner with them to see how we can work together to provide the support needed to the kids that are attending church or that we'd like to get connected from the community there. Mary, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for calling in out of your busy life, and I really appreciate your friendship and excited about what God's doing through you and your ministry. Blessings to you, Mary. Thank you so much for having me, Jonathan. I really appreciate your time and this opportunity, and and I look forward to my 20% off coupon coming (laughs) in the mail soon. Fantastic. Take care. (laughs) On its way. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal.